0: hello everybody and a very warm welcome back to the latest episode of the vinyl community podcast in this episode you will hear paul bass from vinyl me please rocco from pieces of vinyl michael 45 and myself nadine from solisco discussing about vinyl please stay tuned Right, and here we are. Guten Abend, everybody.
1: Um, Good day. How's it going?
0: Great. All right. So, before we get into it, I make a little introduction. First of all, let's start with Paul Bess. He is working for Vinyl Community, which you can obviously, obviously see on his sweater. And uh, he's, yeah, exactly. He's working for Vinyl, uh, Vinyl Me, please, I think, for the last eight years. As a, uh, as a senior customer care manager and community manager, manager if I got that right. And I, I know we are super busy, so thank you so much for making this happen. A big, big thank you to Rocco from Pieces of Vinyl. He started his channel in April, 2022. He gained a large community within a short time. It was absolutely great and fantastic presentation. Uh, I love his videos. I'm He is one of my go-to channels for Wyoming, please. I'm not into Jir, but I'm also watching his Jir videos because he's doing it so great. And also Michael45, customer reviewer. Um, I think many of you know know you're up here and uh, thank you so much for making it happen. And Michael, the two of us, we are having a little premiere tonight. It's the first time you are on my channel.
2: Right, right, right feels oh. the same somehow somehow <laughs> justin Peters, nick tersi liam Molyneux, angelo <laughs> <Kelly. laughs> oh.
0: so thanks everybody yeah. for coming and for watching i keep a little eye on the on the contact um, on the um, on the comments so we will we will see how's it going so paul uh, is this your first live stream you're doing
3: Uh, Yeah, with the community members, yeah. We do a quarterly Q&A over on our Discord uh, with uh, Andrew Winnestorfer and I going through the record of the months and asking or answering questions from our community. But as far as just a live stream with straight up community members, yeah, this is my first. Happy
1: to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks to Rocco for making that possible. Without Rocco, it wouldn't be possible at all. So big thanks to him. Thanks to you Nadine,
1: this was all your idea. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, we thank each other. <laughs> okay. Paul, um, Vinyl Me Police is opening up their own pressing plant, which I think is also big, big news and very challenging for you guys. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, I mean we announced it oh, I think it was last year some point time escapes me mm-hmm. now these days, but uh yeah, we announced that we're building our own pressing plant here in Denver. Um, you know. Capacity has been a huge thing and I think more and more people who are seeing the trends of vinyl are starting to look into, you know, like we saw Metallica buy out one pressing plant and, you know, a lot of labels are now starting to kind of see the importance of capacity and they're running into not having capacity and we also are running into similar issues. and so decided, you know what, we want to take all the quality and all of that in-house so that we can make sure we're putting out the highest quality stuff that we can. We got people like Gary Sahlstrom and Dave Rawlings, you know, with us. Gary's going to be managing the floor, you know, and he has years and years and years of experience uh, pressing records and pressing amazing sounding records, too. So really, it was, it was just out of part, part necessity and part like, you know, more pressing plants are good for vinyl and, and, and all. So we just really wanted to give it a go and it's been slow moving a little bit, you know, permits are a thing and, you know, you got to get all the T's crossed and I's dotted, but you know, we're hoping to be pressing records here within a couple months and we're going to be building out a front of house uh, experience with it and people will be able to tour it and everything. And hopefully it's going to, I mean, we, we announced our impulse, uh, box set was going to be pressed there when we do start pressing so the plan is then to move on to classics and hopefully one day with enough machines we can just do all the rotoms and most of vmp projects in-house
2: so but so your plan are uh, like for example uh, analog production does it that you do stuff at your own plant by now and but other stuff also still at gz and 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 other record pressing plants right yeah on, on your plant
3: yeah, that's the that's the plan currently, because, again, like there's obviously some some spin up that we have to do and we got to make sure the the newer machines are you know up and running to our standards and whatnot. So we're still obviously going to be using the pressing plants and partners that we have in the past. But, yeah, the the goal is to, you know, really bring in most, if not all VMP projects, you know, into the plant. And I, there has been questions of, you know, are we going to be taking outside projects or stuff like that? really outside of VMP uh, stuff, and a couple of the partners in the, uh, like like I mentioned, Dave Rawlings, um, you know, we'll obviously be working with him to do some of his pressings and stuff like that. Um, but really, it's mainly for VMP projects, for sure.
2: Yeah, otherwise it would be a shame. It took you years to get GZ to a certain standard. <laughs> now that you are there. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, no, and we've, we've really been, uh really pleased with where we've gotten our relationship with GZ and and they really do you know like it's I mean as the customer service guy it is it is hard to have everybody who buys a record from us get the perfect record first I mean you mentioned Nadine how you got like three or something you know and like it it's hard when that is the case you know and like I know we have some members in Australia where when it's their summer's it gets really hard to deliver their records without it being a little bit warped because of the heat uh, and stuff like that. But we really tried to and I think have succeeded at really reining in some of the you know, problems that were happening on the, at the plant side of things. And really, that's what our pressing plant we're going to be super honed in on is just mm. like the QC part and making sure whatever comes out of our pressing plant is like the highest of
1: quality for sure.
0: Correct. Trails you guys are also having
1: live art. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Please go I ahead. I don't on. want to interrupt. Uh, <laughs> you guys please are also having on. like live artists and like people are able to visit the plant eventually too?
3: Yeah, yeah. Cause we're uh, the location of the plant is actually going to be uh, across the street from one of the newer venues in Denver called Mission Ballroom. Uh, and it's a um, an amazing venue. Um, And we're going to be working closely with them to try and see what opportunities of partnership are there. But really, like, like I said, the front of house, it'll be like a cafe slash cocktail place at the front of house with listening stations and stuff like that to where you can like spin, spin some vinyl that was pressed at the plant. Tours are definitely going to be a thing. Um, I mean, that's what I'm so excited about being on our community side is I, I just want to get all of our community members just come to Denver and make a stop at the pressing plant and, See see how it's made and get to meet some people because we used to we used to do more community events where I would meet members but had to stop those a couple of years ago and I've just been itching to get events like that created again so having a hub where members can come and kind of visit is I'm really excited about. Okay, so we, we get in awesome. many.
0: Questions. Sorry, we're getting many questions. So, Reg Krause's mm-hmm. vinylist asks, "Who will produce the sleeves for the records?"
3: Uh, I think the idea is to have print work also in-house um, as well eventually. because I think we're doing uh, uh, metal work and all of that in-house as well. I can't, I'll have to double check. I'm pretty sure that's going to be in-house too because we wanted, we wanted complete control.
2: That would be amazing because this is also a little uh, bottleneck, right, with the, with the jackets
3: yeah it also causes some confusion when we say something was pressed somewhere and then the jackets are made somewhere else because they'll look on the back at where the jacket was manufactured and say hey i thought you said this was pressed here and we're like jackets are somewhere else records are so Where it definitely would be easier to have it all just under the vmp umbrella yeah
0: all right there's one question which i wanted to ask later on but it's coming up now is um finally play store in europe would be nice because the enormous shipping costs do not allow ordering more often for everyone and i'm totally with you on this manfred
3: yes yes that has been like i said i think this yeah this will be my eighth year here i mean i think by my second year we had been looking into that um i'm not i'm not so versed in the the minutiae of why it hasn't happened, but I know there's just so much that goes into it. We, when I first started, we had just actually went through a warehouse move, um, at that time. And so, uh, I think, I think it might've been a little hesitation from how that experience went. So they were like, well, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. But I know we really would love to have one. Cause you know, we have a huge amount of international subscribers and I know just, again, being on the customer service side, having to deal with that custom stuff and even DHL sometimes with the local post office and the relationship between the two, it, it can just be a nightmare. And so I definitely know that's that's a goal to eventually have something over in Europe to just make that a lot easier. And, and it also when I first started, I was I was like, so they get pressed in the Czech Republic and then we get them and then send them right back over sometime. Man, that's that feels, un, you know, but blue
2: note classic series yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like but then again you know there we Dan who uh, heads up our uh, our fulfillment department he is very he's a I say this leveling, Dan if you're listening but he's a supply chain nerd and so he loves he loves supply chain he loves fulfillment and he's been very much looking into stuff like that i don't have any solid details we kind of like do like to keep some stuff close to the chest but it is something we are looking into for sure.
2: Yeah, Yeah. might, might the reason be that um, until now you just sold your records. And of course, for you, it's not a big issue if you sell them in the United States and or Europe, but maybe if the capacities now goes up, the vinyl demand slows a bit down, there's also a little pressure on your side. To figure out uh, a decent way of of uh, um, fulfillment in Europe,
3: right? One hundred percent. I mean, it, as I, I think, even as just vinyl in general is exploding, and yeah, we're going to start shipping to more and more people. Again, that that relationship between DHL and the local postal services can sometimes be strenuous. And international people save more when they buy more, but mm-hmm. the bigger boxes are the ones that are you know there's more hanging on, on the balance when that goes missing or something you know so that definitely has always been top of our mind but honestly really it 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 comes down to basically not so much of a business decision as far as a, a customer decision because we really do want to you know respect and and give options to the international member I mean we i I've, I always talk about our store drops being around a similar time to where international folks are like you know waking up at ungodly hours just to snatch some from the store so it's like maybe we can drop something at an international time like a you know a, a some of the stock then and now whatever you know so there's always that thought especially from my end of what the customers are feeling so with as far as a european like fulfillment warehouse or something anything like that yeah i'm i'm all aboard if it was my decision we would have done it but i'm not the business guy unfortunately
2: give us an estimated guess I mean- <laughs> <laughs> how many percent uh, stays in the us and how many uh, percent of final be please goes abroad
3: oh wow. that's a good question um i would have to imagine it's like 70% domestic 30% mm-hmm. abroad maybe maybe 80% 20% mm-hmm. kind of a split um, it, the the international has grown oddly enough Every time we have done a price increase in the past, international members are actually still the ones that kind of make out with deals. And so, mm-hmm. oddly enough, when we when we do price increases, that that international number becomes a larger and larger chunk. Um, but yeah, I would I, yeah I would say seventy to thirty.
2: Okay, interesting. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So for everybody on the peanut gallery, I'll be marking questions, and we will be asking them later on um finally please has always been very open if it's been an all analog release it's been done digitally which was very transparent and I love that so there was even before we talk about MoFi and all of this you guys were very transparent about the whole um thing why was that all a big deal for you guys doing an AAA release because I think that your target group is a little younger than what people call an audio file, let it put it that way. So why do you're going the whole nine yards to deliver that? Because I can imagine people in their twenties, in their thirties, uh, who buying a TLC record or whatever, are don't having high end systems. So why is that so important for you guys?
3: <sighs> that, that's a multifaceted answer, but it, it mm-hmm. I can start off with classics. Our our classics track was really where we kind of put the stick in the ground of like Triple a It's got to be and really that was to cater to audiophiles um we we wanted to kind of walk the walk that in that of the talk that we were talking you know and, and we we had been saying for a long time that our our quality was really high and we knew the audio fi- to audio files that's triple a and that's going to be the highest quality and, and that was really important to them and so i think Now, because why we have doubled down on it is because we believe in that quality and that regardless of where you are, I mean, you know, you can have an entry level turntable and not really good speakers or whatever, but a triple A pressing should still sound better than just a normal pressing, you know, regardless, no no matter what your setup is. And so we really just wanted to plant our flag in the quality and, and just say, you know what? we If we can make it triple A, we're going to because that's gonna be the closest to what the artist like originally intended. Obviously, you know, more modern stuff, if it was never recorded analog, not much you can do. but uh, where it was and where you know we can get the tapes where where they're still able to, we can. and the transparency thing came from me just begging for us to do it because it makes my life in the support queue a lot easier when I can just you know point to the the chain of. <laughs> audio because people care and and i think some brands you know like maybe assume didn't I'm you know not naming any names but you know there there has definitely been some like ah eh, maybe they don't care maybe maybe they won't notice but in my experience they do and they do uh every time notice uh so if they care we should care enough to to give them as much info as we possibly can
1: for right. me that's why I <clears throat> oh. for me that's why I really got into the service in general was because uh the quality and the entire the entire package like I know that I'm getting a triple a lacquer or plus uh, you're very transparent about it if it's not going to be triple a like you you don't say that it is or you don't even or you'll even say like side 2 was because side 1 lost the master tapes or something like that Um, but I mean, even a lot of people in the comments too, I mean, everybody seems to agree that the quality at Vitami Please is just great, which is awesome that that's where you decided to start to. I think that's what speaks to other great services and brands that we all love is like when you go for quality first, that's always the best way to go.
3: Yeah. And I think, you know, Nadine, to your demographic point, even the younger crowd with, you know, not as high end systems or whatnot, like Sometimes, you know, the the AAA might not be important or, you know, what we've seen, sometimes the price is just like too much. So like, I can't spend 50 bucks on a record. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they do because they really want that deluxe uh, edition. But I and that's why we, you know, created a Discord to try and give it give a place to interact with like-minded people and get knowledge without having to necessarily buy into it if you don't necessarily have the money to get the nice deluxe version of something. And I think that's where the younger crowd really has surprised me in our discord is that like, they're actually very much interested in not looking to get like an old copy on Discogs for 10 bucks. They're like, no, I kind of want the brand new deluxe edition anniversary edition. So that's kind of been surprising in a lot of the numbers that we've seen. So I think vinyl is just getting so big that AAA is going to start to matter to them. And as they get more into the community.
2: But I can imagine that the demographics on the classic series is different than on the hip hop series, right?
3: Oh yeah. So yeah. Very very different. And and you know, oddly enough, so much overlap too, but yeah, it is it is funny to see to get especially in the community just seeing who's who subscribed to what and that's why I love our Discord because there's so many people who are hip hop nerds that that know in and out of everything but then they can also turn around and tell you the best pressing of any jazz record that you can think of, you know? So I, I definitely have been so surprised at the, uh, variety that our, our members in our community, uh, yeah. listens to the genres. Are you a record collector for? Yeah, I actually was even before I started here, here, if you can see, this is, this we is, all of this is VMP, just records of the month and my okay. listening thing. But when I started, I started, uh, as a member uh, back in late 2014. And by that point I had already been uh, going to record stores, buying vinyl and cool. uh, building up a collection. And then when I started here, I was told your collection is about to explode. And it did,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it did. I've been going back to the early, to the early collections of Vinyl Me Please. Like, Cause I noticed that uh, Essentials didn't start until number 52. I'm a big catalog number guy. And um, so like Essentials doesn't start until 52 because the first 51 were just standard record of the months. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until then that you started Essentials. And then I've been going back because I want to actually get um, all the new, like I wanted to get all the classics and then eventually get, I'll probably try to eventually get all of them. But um, I started to get some hip hop ones too. And I got the first country one, which was um, um, the... um, Oh, now it's coming it's going leaving my brain right now the um Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash the Johnny yeah. Cash at Folsom prison yeah so i think it's really cool that you guys have like a, you, if you go back and look at like the catalog you can kind of see the lineage of kind of how it's grown how it started out with like just random i did you guys just start out with just pressings like just um you were just you were just basically another place to get a, a standard pressing but then you started yeah. making exclusive pressings right
3: Correct. Yeah. So from, uh, yeah. So now essentials one through, let's see, I have the list pulled up here. Uh, so I was prepared. I think the very first, um, it was essentials up until volume 16, which was diarrhea planet. They were the very first ones where we actually got an exclusive color. Otherwise we basically at the time, Matt and Cam, Matt was our old CEO, Cam's our current CEO would just kind of hit like hit up distributions and ask if they could get a certain amount of records to send to our members and so everything before diarrhea planet is just a standard present everything after especially in uh, Br- uh, record of the months is all exclusive in some way to us yeah yeah nice. and then that's I mean cool. classics was the first track that we added and that's where it went from record of the month to records of the month and I mean it, it blows my mind how many now tracks that we have and
2: that's 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 so true i i I mean you put out how many records each month it's it's unbelievable
3: i mean the
2: coordination must be insane
3: and if you can believe it there's only 30 people working at vmp uh Mm -hmm. really like we're still a somewhat small team uh that we get wow crazy amounts done and it's it's taken a lot of and I think that's what you know. A lot of people who are kind of negative towards VMP don't necessarily understand or care to understand. Is that this was started by people who weren't in the music industry and who just loved records and wanted to start a record uh, record of the month club. And then you know, Cam, our CEO, he was in the Air Force before this, and so like he he didn't come from the music side either. And so I think. While there were, you know, stumbles or hiccups or whatever, a lot of our success comes from we did things a certain way because we didn't know any better <laughs> to do to not, or we didn't we didn't have those preconceived like music industry notions of like, oh no, you can't do that. We just were like fresh
2: eyes, right? Fresh yeah, eyes. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Fresh eyes. So we we've definitely, you know, have have come a long way, but yeah, it, it's like it, you know, there's five tracks now. Um, not include what is that including dolly essentials hip-hop classics rock okay so yeah and then you know who knows if there's more on the way probably can't tell you but yeah you know of
2: course it can of course yes it can well, don't be Come shy on, well, yeah,
3: we gave the spoilers <laughs> tag, you know we gave the sport no but yeah it, it is amazing how many we put out each month and it's really cool to see i we we're we're in the process of making it better but our community members beat us to it. One of them made a a Google sheet that has a really nice breakdown uh, of all of the record of the months from beginning (laughs) to now, all the mastering details. They even have the art prints cataloged. I'm just like, our community is amazing. I love them. Shout out Dan on-
1: Is there there somewhere that people can get that or like I could get that or? (laughs) Uh, In our discord. Yeah,
3: in our discord. Okay, so in
1: the discord, okay. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. We've been awesome. trying to we've been trying to drive people there more and more because uh, we really want to get people involved with the community. And like I said, we do quarterly Q and A's there. We have uh, we just did a Throwback Thursday sale today, but there, we kept four titles off of the email that we only told the Discord. So like they're they're getting some benefits in there.
1: So for I've those, never so gotten not- a Throwback Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's- he tried desperately. He had, uh, I think, three records in his uh, basket at twelve, and he wanted to buy them. A couple seconds later, they were already gone. Is that right, Rocco? Yeah.
1: No, they were. Yeah, I've never like every time I've tried to get a Throwback Thursday. It's even today. Like I had an alarm set at like eleven fifty. I was trying to get the uh, the Eddie Floyd "Knock on Wood," and I missed it. It doesn't. It just never works for me. But whatever, it it's is- cool. I mean, that just means a lot of people are getting it, man. It's great.
2: It's, it's yeah, but I have to say, this is one of the points I have to critique, Vinyl uh, yes. Me, please, a bit, please. because to to really understand all the features and, and how to handle it, you need a diploma. And, yeah, that's, sometimes it's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, I want to buy records.
3: Oh, I mean, again, as the guy who has had to train uh, CS agents, trying to explain to a brand new person a what we are what we do and then explain the questions that they're getting like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's complex and it's and that's Mm -hmm. definitely something you know as we add tracks or you know do limited tracks with like with dolly or you know anthologies or even these kind of mini anthologies like with gospel truth it's like it is on our minds of like not making it too complex and we're also at the same time trying to simplify where we can um and i, I we, we just mentioned on our in a recent q a how all of the liner notes are different formats and that's partially because they were just the same like classics was the first so that was the ever first edition of liner notes that we did and so those are those old older looking mm. booklets with the uh, ob slide on it we're going to standardize away from that and make all the Lantner notes the same just to remove confusion. Um, just because we got so many people that are like, well, why is this one different than this one? Is it just – is it always going to be like that? Like I, I have – it. there's so much that can confuse anybody and especially – This a- is
2: so sad what I hate when the design of a series gets changed in a running series. I know. Oh, This is a nightmare. The OB
3: strips? Oh. It, it it hurts my eyes that we had the all wrap around old white ob strips. Then we stopped doing ob strips for a little bit, and then we did the white ones with a little bit of color, and now we're to the black. Yeah, see, and I have even these. So these was, are the
1: newer ones. these yeah, are the and newer are the ones. Old yep, ones. that's the oldest ones. Yeah, yeah. Where they wrap fully then, around.
3: I know. I'm not. And those uh, those even.
1: ones that wrapped fully around too. I have found a lot with people on Discogs, those ones that wrapped fully around. I don't know how they used to be packaged, but it seems like nobody has them. It's like, "Oh, I have this record, but I don't have the obi strip or I don't have the drink the drink thing." And that drives me nuts. Like I'm like, I mean, "Why would I, you get rid of that?"
3: I put mine in a plastic sleeve, but they came in the huh. cardboard just with the record sitting in the white wrap around. And yeah, I mean, we uh. I'm I'm surprised most people didn't throw away more stuff. Cause I mean, I still hear people now throwing away our OB strips and I'm like, but they're like, That's, it's fine. It's either here nor there. Everybody is, <laughs> they can do what they want. But uh, I, and those, I like and those overst-
1: original ones are signed. Those original ones are like yeah. hand signed, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, especially if you go early enough, they were signed by us. Cause before we went to a fulfillment center, it was just the five people working here fulfilling from a basement in Louisville, colorado so some of those really old early ones uh have a little personal touch to them as well that's cool. yeah
2: go back go back to it
3: yo you oh, sign, yeah
2: it, you sign all the copies now yeah.
3: totally an easy thing to do actually funny enough when <laughs> we did our fur when we did blue note uh anth- the very first anthology uh we we fulfilled that ourselves as well and like okay we were much bigger at that point than when we were in Louisville, and we got to see a really bootstrapped fulfillment. Uh, and we were like, okay, next, next one, we're going to not, not do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. All right. I have
0: a question. I hope I
3: spelled that correct
0: from tubalendia. I hope I spelled it correct. Um, is there ever going to be a way to just pay a fee and pick only a certain records without being on a specific track?
3: we kind of do that it is a little more involved because you know the tracks are more the way i look at it is the tracks are more in case you are a set it and forget it kind of a person if you are really open into the discovery part of vmp and you are just down to get whatever we curate and you don't really want to think about your membership But you do kind of care about the genre that it's in you know just go to hip-hop you know it's going to be just hip-hop go to country just country um i i do think you know there's there's swaps that you can swap to something else entirely uh there's swap for credit where you can just not get a record of the month and just get store credit but again i get what they're saying it is a little more involved there's not a way of just paying a straight up fee and then you get to shop as you can we used to have it it was the crate it was six bucks a month way back when old prices were old prices and it just gave you store access um we kind of got rid of that once we got non-member pricing and member pricing and so there's definitely been iterations but uh i have definitely mentioned it a couple of times that i would love to have kind of just like another crate option where you just pay for access and then you can pick up whatever you want to to pick up but it's always a tug of war between member benefits and general customer benefits. You know, you got to make sure each, each side can, can kind of get a benefit where they want one.
0: When I announced that we are doing this stream, I, there was one question always on top of it. And I'm now getting messages all over Instagram when I'm going to ask you this. But the uh, uh, mailer situation seems to be um, a big thing for many people.
3: Mm -hmm. we are we are working on it uh it's been a a, an unfortunate answer as vague as it is i know um but we have been especially in the last year i mean dan in our fulfillment department he he and our design team have been going back and forth on multiple boxes um and i know just i think a few months ago they had whittled it down to a few different because that's the other hard thing too is everybody in the vinyl a lot of the vocal people in the vinyl community have their opinion on what box is the best or who does the best mailers and so we've been trying to just test where where they tell us to go because we do really listen to the community because they're the ones getting the stuff so um we're we're really trying to rein in which design we'd like and there is one that we have kind of landed on it's just Got to, got to get a little farther into the process, but we are thinking of that, and it's not like we're like our mailers are perfect. Y'all, y'all need to just deal with. Yeah, it. but come Boston, on, Paul. Come with. on, Paul. Uh, uh,
2: packing a record is not rocket science. I mean, come on. I
3: you're mean,
2: doing, you're doing this for how many years? Find okay. me, please. Eight years.
3: And we've changed our boxes at, at least a handful of times. Okay. I mean, when we first started, we, we, uh, they were black boxes. Like they had black ink, they covered in black ink in our branding. Um, obviously that was not great in the heat. And so we moved away from that, you know, so, so again, we, we were, a group of, we were a group of people that did not come from this, that were just doing it and then learning as we went and we're not there now you know, we have learned so much, but uh, the boxes are definitely one of the things that on fulfillment end, is being hard worked on right now for sure.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately I, would say the I main, have a better answer. <clears throat> I would say the main issue that I've had with the boxes usually comes in when there's three or more records. Like if it's one or two, the mailers seem to be, seem to be okay, at least in the U S. Um, but when it gets up to beyond three or more, that's when like it kind of gets pretty sus in terms of like, they probably, I mean, I would just say, you know, there's there, like, I mean, that the famous uh, mailer that we all love, I think everyone would say, is that the acoustic sounds mailer. And so, like, I mean, something with those winged edges and then something that just basically stops it from hitting the edges of the boxes. You know, those are the two it, things. It's so I know a lot of people have said, too, that... Talk, <clears throat> oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, a lot of people talk about these... Um, a lot of people mention these uh, these booklets, Mm-hmm. And I've gotten some from you guys where these booklets will be on the outside of the packaging cuz you guys will send them in the flappy things um yep. where the booklet will be on the outside which is great but then other times where the booklet's on the inside of the record and that'll usually cause the warp. And so I've heard a lot of people like but cuz I really love these booklets but I mean I would just prefer them to be on the outside of the packaging.
3: Yep, we've got that feedback as well and I actually think we're not it's not a fully done process because again in in fulfillment and especially with records of the month those get kitted and sometimes they could be kitted in different ways depending on where they were pressed or where that kitting happened sometimes it happens at the plant sometimes it happens at our warehouse oh
1: right and so it can kind
3: of change but i do know that that was a that was a point of feedback i gave to fulfillment was if we could possibly just ship those on the outside just i mean it should
1: make it
2: i got mine on the outside by the way
1: yeah. And me so, too. It, the one, the, the Freddie Roach I got on the outside. But I do
3: know like this month, my classics, it was on the inside. So I know it's not a fully, it's not across the board change. I think it, it might be heading towards that, but that is one of the pieces of feedback, especially with those listening booklets that we've got, that sh- was easy to kind of take action on um, the boxes. It's frustrating. We've run a couple of surveys specifically about the boxes. And it was a very strange split of, if you get those, if you only get one to two records, you're always good. Those mailers are good. It's the big ones that suck. And then there was another group of people that was like, if you get the big boxes, you're going to be good. But the small boxes are the ones that you have to worry about. And so it was like, <laughs> oh wait. okay, obviously we know it's, to me now, that just says the box in general. <laughs> Let's just all look right. at all of them. All right. um, and that's exactly what we're doing. And you mentioned those winged, uh, the winged on the sides yes, that's kind of a, a part of what we're looking at as the the box where we're landing on, unless something has changed, I don't know.
0: So uh, Wally is saying, can we ask about all the Warp records lately? I've been seeing most of the releases lately with Warps myself and people saying this on Discogs.
3: Yeah, uh, I don't, ha- I'm, I mean, the answer is not gonna be, a... as the guy who is looking at our numbers, it's a lot of it is summer. Uh, Every t- every year when the temperatures rise, our warp numbers go up. Um, unfortunately, too, when looking at discogs, the people who are who got a warped copy are way more vocal than the people who didn't. And so I've seen a lot of times where people will hit us up and be like, "Hey, I think pre-, the whole pressing is an issue because like I've seen two people mention they got warps on discogs, but then we look at the numbers, we go and test a couple of copies." And they're not all warped it could be you know a batch of is warped or whatever so we 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 definitely still take those things seriously and still uh investigate every single one of them but it's hard during these hot months uh i mean i just got my shipment i mean granted it was held hostage in my mailbox uh for much too long because they put the key in the wrong one but my willian friend my willian family live ended up being just a little bit warped and it was definitely from just the heat it was you could tell it wasn't a pressing warp um but as always if you're getting warped records please 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 email us let us know we'll get you a replacement and it helps us make it better like i don't i don't ever i don't want that answer to come across as deal with it don't email us in if the record is not to your standards and you don't like it hit us up let us know we definitely want to get you a record that you're happy to have um but yeah it it sucks seeing all those warp reports come in it's never it's never fun but we don't we take it very seriously
1: okay paul now i can say this uh sorry i I, I always keep interrupting him i i might be on like a delay i think i might be on a delay or something but um if you invest in some type of uh like uh disc you know fixing thing um Mm -hmm. you'll probably never get another warped record for the rest of your life so that's at least been. I'm just making a joke. I, that's been my my situation. I invested in something to fix my warps, and I basically haven't had a warp record come in since. So,
3: oh, I hard. know it's so hard. It because we we sometimes would run into it when we would get a when we would do a pressing like. I'm trying to think like Erica Badu's Mama's Gun. That one ran a little hot, and so all-in-one systems had skipping problems because the bass was just too powerful for those all-in-one systems it was very interesting dance to dance in a support ticket of like, I don't want to tell you it's your system, but it's your system. And so it's kind of similar with warps where it's like, you could fix it, but I understand how it is to be like, hey, this is warped. And the solution is you have to do the work to unwarp it. Like, I, I, I understand that you're like, I don't want to worry about this, you know? So, but it is true. Like most of my warps, you know, I just... Heck, some of them, you know, you just put in some, between another pile of records for a little bit, and that'll even fix it. I found, you know, but like there's there's a lot of fixes that you can do to, like the spindle holes. People will email in and be like, the spindle hole is too small. Like I need a replacement. And I'm just like, just stick a pen in there. Why did, just widen it a little bit. It'll it'll be fine. I've never had to get a full replacement for a spindle hole. Okay. They don't like getting that, but it works. What was
0: that, Nadine? buy a record reamer for a couple of bucks which is very easy to use you can stick that in turn it around and you have no issues with that
3: see there's always a solution it's just hard when it's like the solution is not in this ticket (laughs) you know the solution is outside of this experience right now so yeah
0: okay paul now a very important question for me as a soul and disco channel yes I love your reissues. And you're one of the few only labels who reissues soul records. And Spirit in the Dark, seriously, that blew me off. That's just, the packaging, the record itself, that's just a <coughs> stunning, absolutely stunning record. But you know what my issue is with all of these records? I can buy them if I want to in a record store nearby. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were released in certain countries you know also the uh, uh, the, tr- the the tough guys with Truck Turner, mm-hmm. Isaac Hayes so h- how can I m- make you guys aware of, of records like when you released the Barbara Haywood in 2019 and I'm always recommending this uh, I got Goosebumps because this was a sore record which was absolutely not available it yeah. was nowhere to be found, and I would wish that Vinyl uh, Me Please would get in touch, so I'm, I heard the first time about the Discord channel, so um, I, I try, I, I find out where to get it, to uh, make you guys aware, or, or other people who are into that genre, to make you guys aware of so many, like J.J. Barnes, Never Got a Reissue on CD, or anywhere, I can name you a couple of artists which records are now a couple of thousand dollars, and you can't just can't get them instead of releasing things I love and you're doing them tremendously good, but I can get them if I want to as an original copy.
3: Definitely. So obviously like we pressed Aretha cause we love Aretha and we honestly with every project, especially now we do it under the guise of, we can add something to this. And so very rarely, I mean, we've kind of, especially in the recent years, we've stopped doing just like, color variants that don't add anything to it. Sometimes we do if it's like a good relationship with a with a band or something or an artist, mm-hmm. but um really it's about if we can add something to it to make it better, to improve the packaging, the sound or or what have you. Um for the records that you're talking about like the the ones you can go into any store we thought we could add to it and we were also like People know Aretha Franklin, and this is going to get people into the classics subscription to where we then do a crate digger title like Dorothy Ashby, where mm-hmm. they're like, who is this? I don't know what what is this? What's going on? Or um, Gabor Zabo like they you do those. And then people are like, oh, well, I got in here with Aretha. So now I can now I'm kind of I'm set on your curation. And then they kind mm-hmm. of trust us more. But as far as what you can do to bring it to our attention, a you're already doing it because I watched your video mentioning Lee Moses and it got wheels turning already um and so doing that but definitely like our discord or anywhere on our socials yeah that's the yes nice. I I watched that earlier and I was just like oh this is amazing yeah you're right you're right what is going on here so uh that our discord our socials we listen to the community i mean there's definitely been Albums that our community has like, we have a whole channel in the discord called wish me, please. And it's just put, put the stuff you would love us to do. It doesn't matter if if it can, it can be as obvious as Frank ocean or as obscure as you want to make it. But um, that's really how, because, you know, like I said, we're our curating team. It bottlenecks at one, but most of the projects are pitched by other people working here especially at this point, you know? So it's just us knowing we want to do something, going to the music team and saying, can we do this? And then they chase it up and we either do it or we don't. So let us know, like we trust you guys. Like we trust the people in the community to know what they want.
0: Yeah, because with the barbara Haywood, nobody knew barbara harwood nobody knew her and you made this absolutely stunning re-release i didn't know about the coal mine release and then i saw this and i was on the hunt for this record for 20 years and then i saw finally reissue like i said i got <laughs> and uh, so i would love that you would kind of getting more into this but yeah. rocker had a question
1: well when i wanted you to just uh, dig deeper on to like the process there like when you identify someone like for example you just mentioned that lee moses um if you identify someone like that like how do you guys go through to um to to secure all that do you have to like are there certain licensing groups that you can work with or can you kind of get with anybody is it just a matter of getting with any person that has a master tape
3: uh yes no all of it uh it's changed over the years um, obviously as we have gotten a more presence in the vinyl community and the music industry as a whole and we build relationships with certain labels there are certain labels that are easier for us to work with um there's certain managements that are easier for us to work with and sometimes it's a label you know saying hey here's here's a bunch of stuff that we want you to guys do with what what would you be interested in doing and then we can pick from that but ah. again lately a lot of it is Somebody will pitch something in because uh, Andrew Winistor, for our uh, director of music, he holds a pitch meeting and we'll all just bring something we want to pitch. We'll pitch it, you know, and then they chase it up. And Sid, who handles our uh, store titles and everything, they literally will cold email labels if they have to and try and see if they can get a reply to see if we can get something shaken. But uh, it, 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 it's a mix. So it's a mixture of both good relationships, good standings with certain labels, but then also sometimes you just got to ask and hope for the best.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Great question. Rocker. Great question. Um, is there an album title uh, you desperately wanted to do, but couldn't make it?
3: Uh, for me personally, there is one uh, and it, and we could still do it down the line. It just, Anytime I pitch something, it, it's happened to me a couple of times where I'll pitch something and then I'll look and they just reissued it <laughs> or I'll ask and then like somebody on the music team will be like, yeah, they're in the process of doing that. And so the, the biggest one for me, cause I'm, you know, I, I grew up in the early two thousands and loved new metal. So Slipknot's Iowa album uh, hadn't been on vinyl for a long time. And I was like, we got to do it. And Storf was like, all about it we were gonna do it and then yeah they they had swooped us and did their own pressing that year and so we were like it would kind of not make sense at this point so that one that one was one for me that was like oh but there's been there's been some you know there's been a lot over the years of you know hearing murmurs of the project getting off the ground and then it it just never does and it's always a bummer but I hesitate to say any because then Sometimes it's been we've worked on something for two years and hadn't heard anything, and then randomly we get an email back and they're like, "Yeah, we're ready to do this." And we're like, "Oh, okay. We haven't thought about this in years, but here we go. Now we're we're back to it." So there are definitely some, but we, we're still working on it. How how many months are you ahead? Uh, at least I mean I think at this point they're about a year ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There we are. Let's see. Yeah, I mean the music team right now is working on all product details and all of that for literally a year out. And we're hard scheduled for all of it. It's just projects are all moving. And that's, that's what's super impressive about our production team. I don't know how they, how they manage it, but they, they juggle so much with anthologies record of the months, limited subscriptions. And so uh, they have to, they have to be that far out. And because in the past, you know, I remember the the month I started uh, as a member, Nov or Nov December of 2014 was Ben Webster's Soulville, Soulville. Um, but they, at that point they were only like a month or two ahead, and the records didn't get there on time, and so we had to email people saying we don't have a record to send you this month. We'll get it to you next month, but we started getting further and further out because, like I mentioned at the top of this live stream, the capacity issues and. Deadlines and things kind of shifting would sometimes put us in hot water to where we were like, let's just work so far out ahead where and it's happened where something happens with a title and we just have to rotate it out, push something up and kind of re reorient our curation because we definitely think of, you know, if it's going to be a huge hit album, you know, you got to think of what you're featuring the next month. So there's not complete whiplash for the members who signed up for that huge album, you know, so a lot goes into it. But yeah long answer uh to now make into a short answer yeah about a year
0: (laughs) wow
2: yeah
3: that's impressive
0: do you press extra copies uh when you have a title and do you press extra copies as replacement like say you have a record for five where you have 500 copies and you say okay after 400 we say it's sold out that we have 100 left to say if it's warped or damaged or anything like this is this how it works
3: that's about, that's about how it works. Uh, sometimes for like anthologies, we usually try to, uh, make specific replacement, uh, stock since we, so we don't have to split up a a fully kitted box set. Um, so those are a little different, but yeah, with, with records of the month and everything, we, uh, we keep definitely, we have a, I forget the ratio, but we have a ratio that is standard across all titles uh, for how many copies we keep back for replacements. And a lot of times that's what you'll find in Throwback Thursdays are copies we kept back for replacements, but now Mm -hmm. we're not using them for replacements. And so we're, we're giving them back. And on Throwback Thursday, I know it's a bloodbath. And sometimes not fun. <laughs> I know this. We know this. So we're 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 in the midst of like trying to alleviate some of the the displeasure from Throwback Thursdays because we can we can only say stock is really limited so many times and it, it still won't make it better. But yeah, I just we wanted to give, kick that we
2: give we give you an p- opportunity now for make up for all this hassle. What will be the first
3: title of the Rock series? Well, we already announced it. It's going to be uh, the Strokes. Yeah. Is it? The yeah, scroll, they, yeah announced, the school, they announced the first I six. Oh, michael
2: yeah, yeah i missed done. that i missed sorry
3: no you're you good yeah happen. yeah we uh we went ahead and uh this actually this one was a little bit different um because we have been just quarterly announcing um for the next three but with rock we decided to just announce the first six titles
2: that's pretty cool oh damn i have to go to your website
3: oh man that's a shit you, oh man you just gotta get <laughs> over to the website
1: <laughs> there's a stone temple pilots in there stone temple pilots number four Ooh. i think it's coming in december and then um iggy pop is another one and the strokes oh. is the first one there's yep. just the three i remembered off the top system of, my head.
3: of a down is in there that toxicity one there, yeah. that's one of them
2: um any proc rock i have to ask for a friend of us
3: uh Not in the first six, but as a a prog rock fan myself, I push for that. I mean, the rock track is for me one of the more exciting ones because I'm a hip-hop head and a metal head or general rock metal head. So this is where I'm like, the pitch meetings have become one of my favorite meetings of the month because like Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have too many titles that I I think we should do. And uh, progressive rock titles, yes, for sure, Uh, you know, New metal, sure. Why not? uh Post grunge, sure. Why not? Grunge, sure. Like we're we're trying to do as much as we can. I, no. There are so many people asking us about Krautrock, like so many. For, so For yes, a good reason.
2: Know. For a oh, good
3: for reason. reason, I know. But it's just so funny to me because like ever since we announced rock, that was like the top question we got was like, okay, what about Krautrock? And we're like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like let's do it. uh man. Oh, I, I'm I just sure you that. Have, like. I just saw that question pop up about uh, tool. Just get them to be less finicky about their vinyl. Uh, and, and they mm-hmm. they don't work with anybody that I know. It's like they do their stuff. I wish we could do tool. I love tool, man. Anyway.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so any idea if, when, if and when the meters fire on the Bayou is getting repressed?
3: I don't know, but I'm going to take this as another opportunity to plug our discord. Uh, We'll be we'll be pretty. I'm not. I'm just not the right person to ask because I don't know the full uh, details of all these things. But Andrew Winnestorfer is in our Discord, and he's uh he's very honest about what we can and can't do as far as repress goes. So usually you'll get a you'll get a GIF saying yes or no uh, if we can repress something. I don't remember. I part of me feels like the meters was a no, but I could be wrong, and I don't wanna I don't wanna give false uh, dismay. <laughs> I, if I don't have to
0: but so, mm-hmm. oh go ahead how, how can people get on your discord channel for those who are not so technically involved
3: definitely um you can search vinyl me please discord on google uh that should pop up um the url discord.gg slash vinyl me please um is the link um I can after we are done here, I can pay. I can post the link in a comment underneath this video, and um, that'll be a way to. Uh, I think there's also a link that lives on the subreddit if you're into Reddit, um, and we've tweeted about it a couple times as well. So there's there's a there's a couple places that you can get the link, but I'll I'll make sure to post on as a comment underneath the video.
0: Thanks, so Wally. What is the reasoning behind not letting customers see the album details on future release? Like we can see details for the first rock releases, but not the last couple. Just curious.
3: It'd have to be I wonder what what is are talking about specifically. Could be that they're still I can, getting I
1: can, Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, just as a customer, I what I've noticed the pattern is, is you kind of like announce you'll you'll have like a question mark for the record of the month then you'll announce what the record of the month is with just the title of it and then when the record of the month becomes swappable or becomes like active that's when like all the information comes in like the nutrition facts and all that stuff that's at least just what I've noticed. I mean, because that seems to be what it is. I think he's he's referencing that I think the first three rock titles, you can see all the information on, like, all the pressing information and your bio uh, or your um, annotation about it. But then the later three, I think, are still, like, yet to populate, I guess, on the website or yet to, like, get all the information.
3: I appreciate you for, for recontextualizing that because, yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so... Really, it's just the cadence. Like you said, it's the cadence of our normal announces. And since we're on three month, I'm assuming that the product pages for the first three month have been created, but the product pages for the second three have either are still on private or they're working on them or something. But also sometimes for, you know, this is the first time we've ever announced six months out and six months out is still kind of in a danger zone as far as things could change or whatnot. Uh, so it could be also that. I'm not sure. So I'll, I'll definitely um, I'll look into that. And uh, <laughs> another plug for the Discord, I'll post an answer in the Discord or uh, <laughs> underneath this video or something. <laughs> it's a good question, though.
0: All right. So I know that, uh, Paul, you've been, you've been pretty busy. We have four minutes left till your next appointment. And I do hope we can make a part two out of this. Yes. Um that would be that would be awesome if we could interact this way. Um that, that would be great. So guys, if you have some questions left or oh, for Winomi please, for Paul, uh you have now three three minutes left to get into that. What's this specific? Somebody did reason? ask oh. oh go ahead, Rob. Somebody
1: did Roy. ask about 80, 80, 90, 80s, nine eighties nineties hair metal. Um being overlooked a lot so if you would want to look into that i mean that was just another option for more stuff to get
3: (laughs) No, yeah we were there was that there was a point where andrew our our head of music was trying to make an 80s month where every track was something from the 80s uh with curation and everything we haven't been able to nail that down but we know the 80s are are in need of some tender love and care especially like 80s rock and stuff um i know Stor- he, storf has been you know he the country track is really his baby and so i think that's where he started with the the 80s and 90s was in country a little bit cuz country really just hasn't had any vinyl love for a while so uh we're working on it yes that <laughs> it's definitely a possibility
2: for sure I have my, my most important question to you is who comes up with this fantastic names for the vinyl color? Texas oh, Sunrise,
3: I, Arctic Blue, Moon Knight Dying Frog. I, I, I'm almost positive that's our uh, designer, Clay. He, uh, okay. he he designs all of the, the box sets and all of the, you know, all the good uh marketing stuff that we do and uh richard who also does a lot of our marketing uh materials too so it's probably clay i would say uh which uh oh which one is that
1: (laughs) this is the blue jean baby this is one of my favorites this is the elton john madman across the water that's that's
2: that's exactly i put also out my favorite color i
0: I love that one one. that's the grateful Dead, right oh that's That's the Grateful Dead that's the blue and galaxy the um in the and i uh, yeah. honestly before that i wasn't really into mono but wow
3: yeah that spirit in the dark pressing like i feel like it woke a lot of people up and was like oh this another
1: is another good one too it's, yeah. it's
3: like a i've been calling them like store record of the months like there are mm-hmm. these store titles that have the quality of a record of the month one of the other ones that we did was uh, mm-hmm. don't sweat the technique eric b and rakim that one was amazing. Uh, oh, all of those VMP ten titles that we got to put new OB strips for, like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is that I was really excited about this because this was what led me down to get understanding that the first ones. This was one of the originals that you released that was just a regular release. And then you put this out again. So it's it's one of the early E007. So yeah. you put the ob on this one and then re-released it with this awesome purple vinyl, which is great.
3: I know, and, and it's yeah. and it's funny because we've also done represses outside of the VMP-10 ones where we've added the new obs And I literally th- sit there and think, do I need another copy just so I can get that new ob for my own mental yeah. sake of just... Mm-hmm. Hopefully, but I end up not going. Oh, the answer was
2: yes, of course.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. of, course. yes yeah, yeah. of
3: course. I just didn't want to admit it, but yeah, no, it's oh man, those,
1: those, those old. Obi- I mean, that's I'm discovering that some of the obi, like for example, um, I got this Otis Redding, I don't think I have it right here, but there was an Otis Redding that just re released with the black obi, but it originally released with a white obi, so yeah. that's a little that's a little panic moment for me. Cause then I go like, wait, like, I want, I want the white one. Like I want the original one. Like what? And then I wonder, I, right, should I get both of them? And eventually I will. I will eventually get both of them.
3: Yeah. Being here. And I mean, I have to fight my completionist thing a lot of like, okay. I don't need everything of everything. Like I, I don't have space for everything of everything more importantly. So <laughs> like, it, it does get a little tricky sometimes, but, you know, it you make it work.
0: <laughs> um, Liam awesome. has, I think, a, a, a great With noisy vinyl on issue regarding colored vinyl, I didn't have, honestly.
3: It, it can. It can. Um, I know, you know, I've heard, you know, Records that are kind of die cut with colors on either different color on either side there sometimes can be some weird surface noise stuff where the color change happens. And I know some like gold, uh, not gold galaxy, there's there's a there's a type of gold color pressing that um, was an issue for us uh, back when we had some of the surface issue, uh, surface noise stuff issue going on uh mm-hmm. just just but and it seemed to be that color clear splatter also kind of noisier we find so it it can sometimes yeah. re- affect it but not enough to where general statement across the board this color sucks not like picture disc where picture discs yeah. across the board are kind of not great yeah. you know yeah. yeah it's not like that but it, it seems to sometimes happen
0: yeah Okay, Joachim is asking, love, finally, please, would be good with an update on how likely repress is on titles you are on waitlist for? Seems like few titles get repress.
3: All I can tell you is hop into our Discord and 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 ask around. Also, they our Discord members are very... Um, What's the word? They're, they're very good at keeping records. So th- they, uh, can, they could tell you like, Oh no, Storf has already said no to that repress, or they said maybe, but it's not in the works right now. So they're, they're very good at hmm. answering questions about other community members themselves too. But we're very much open on, you know, if, if there's, if it's a flat, this is never going to happen. Like I know, you know, people have asked us for uh, Weezer's Pinkerton to be repressed. That one's probably not going to happen ever just with, label politics and whatnot we don't we don't we don't see that happening anytime soon uh so there's there's cases like that where we can be like pretty solid of yes or no but just got to ask us in the discord or on our subreddit or on our socials
1: all right everybody would- evil empire <laughs> so.
3: yes yeah yeah 100 percent. yes I want that. I, I'm surprised I even got a copy of that. I don't know how I did it, but I, I did.
0: I think it's great that you made that gospel set, which I'm still waiting for since May or. Oh, June? it's coming. It's
3: 2019, coming. 2019, right? No, <laughs> don't, don't do that to me. Mike. You'll See, I'm goable and you'll have <laughs> me thinking that my time sense is just completely off. Cause that's how it already feels.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's so great. And that's why I love about vinyl. Me please is, that you're doing these kind of anthologies like with the uh, with the zamrock i mean zamrock that was i think one of your most successful box sets ever bringing that out i hate myself for not getting it i missed I, it I, twice i, <laughs> I missed yes. the original and the repress yes i, I might once get a new a, turntable once, once,
2: okay but twice not yes
0: michael no. i'm getting a new turntable i have to make decisions
2: you get a new turntable
0: yeah maybe yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's very likely. Nice. So I have to make decisions, but these are the things that I love so much about uh, Vinyl Me Please of getting these uh, stuff. I for, I'm very into into soul. I didn't even know that Stax had a sub label which released gospel records, and I was like, what the hell is going on? And these are the things why I love this <laughs> label so much. And I, I I said it in the beginning, of my first video on Vinyl Me Please. Actually, the reason I started the YouTube channel is I was complaining about new records. Yeah. From also, finally, please, because from some records I have, I have the Leon Ware, I have this one two times scratched more. Up, I have the Lolita Holloway three times. So, but for me, in the last two years, uh, the customer service improved dramatically, and I wasn't having an issue with, uh, I think there was once an issue which was fixed immediately. Okay. So, um, you want me back as a customer, and this I is I have
2: to agree, I don't have any problems in the last 15 months. and i get i get i get them all
3: damn that's
1: great to hear
3: that's great to hear (laughs) um
2: cool yeah but you know when when things went fine nobody talks about it i know that's
3: that's the hard part too is like and i had to learn this early on when i started here because i would be in the queue and and get like 10 tickets talking about surface noise and i'd panic and be like oh god the whole pressing isn't bad. Like, we're, we're, this you is have bad. To
2: close to company. <laughs>
3: yeah. And I would have to get talked off a ledge of, like, do you know how many we pressed? Do you know how many of the <coughs> percentage that they are? We're right. okay. Just replace it. We'll be good, you know? So it definitely, yeah, it's, it's a little frustrating. Like I mentioned earlier, when you see discogs and there's like all people talking about warps, I'm like, I know there's plenty of people who didn't get warps. So it's not everything, but it's frustrating that they got it in the first place. But yeah. Fun, fun, real quick, fun note on that gospel train. I did not know this. I was just talking to Andrew this morning about it and uh, I did not know he actually got inspired to do that box set because I guess they put out a compilation of a bunch of singles from Mm -hmm. these albums and I had no idea about that. And I wanted to look into that, but yeah, I guess he looked at that and thought to himself like, but what about the albums? I want to know like the rest of these, the singles are good, but I want to know the albums and didn't think an anthology would do it, but it opened the door for us to maybe do more of these kind of little mini anthology box nice. sets in the store or I mean with Dolly the the concept of limited subscriptions has, has opened a lot of doors to us to where it's like, you know I don't think that in Germany we understand
2: the Dolly Parton series sorry, that was a series where I said I'm out, <laughs> sorry
3: My, some, one One day one day, I don't know what'll change, but a Dolly song will get Turned on and you'll be like, oh, I get it.
1: Okay. Get it. No, Michael, what if, like a, it what if they did no, like I'm mean, too young? What if they did like a what if they did a Kraut Rock series or something like a Kraut Rock miniseries, you know, or something like that, or a, or a, even like a craft work mini series or something? You know, that'd be pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. No, I no. think that's the one of my please favorite. Alone.
3: please. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't do craft please. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. No, have... that's that's one of my favorite parts actually about our Discord too, is uh, they, they will do their like in the wish me please channel they'll make their own like they'll curate their own anthologies like one of our members DJ scripts he just posted his dream james brown mm-hmm. anthology mm-hmm. and like there were some great there were some great titles in there you know like mm-hmm. it was pretty solid i was like okay we're gonna I, and again we we literally we listen to the, our community members and we do take those you know wishes seriously and if we can we chase it up if we can't we'll let them know but we're, we're trying to, we're, we have a curation on this that we think, you know, these albums should be listened to, but we're also interested in what the community thinks, because we've gotten a lot of great titles that, like Nadine, you were saying, we don't know about just because we don't know about. But once we know about it, we're, our, our slogan is Lost Sounds Found. And if that sound has been lost for too long, like we're trying to find it. so
0: Yeah, and I didn't know about the, this Discord
3: yeah no I'm, I'm glad i could i glad i could uh spread yeah. that around a bit it's it's a newer thing it's only we, we started it a year ago and we're trying to grow it organically you know not really uh get it's a, it's an amazing group of people in there that are super helpful and just down to talk vinyl so if if you're listening and uh you're from the discord shouts out to you
0: yeah all right. If you guys are not having any questions, and uh, like I said, uh, I do hope Paul will be uh, will be or we will be doing another stream part two in this constellation again. That would be awesome. So yes. if you guys aren't having any questions left, Rocco my, might be you having some questions or be good.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm cool. To- I can hang out.
0: Uh, we are all good so thanks for everybody who watched this stream it was a pleasure having you paul and thanks everybody for their time yeah and uh yeah keep listening to to vinyl me please they have some great releases
3: thank you and you guys keep doing everything y'all are doing i'm a big fan of all three of you so keep doing it i'm i'm a very uh avid thanks. avid watcher of all of you so i appreciate i was stoked to come on here i was very excited so i appreciate y'all wanting to talk some shop about vmp thank you very cool. much okay
1: thank you very much, thank awesome. you see you guys all right see ya
0: we do hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the vinyl community
2: podcast stay tuned for other exciting episodes